So we were just talking about uh, something that I needed to remember. And I actually, I don't know if I've said this to you publicly, but I pulled a Casey with you like two years ago. And mm-hmm. I need what does to that both. Mean exactly? I'll, I'll explain. Pull a Casey. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll explain. Well, it can mean so many things. Uh, but, I know. <laughs> but I'll explain here. So uh, a <laughs> couple of years ago, you started giving me grief, not only about time management, which I am still refusing, but you started giving me grief about using the app Do, D-U-E. And this is not the recommendation section of the show, but in the midst However, of, a, of an uninteresting conversation that we were having earlier, it occurred to me, I needed to publicly thank and apologize. Yeah, thank you and apologize to you for pooping on the idea of using D-U-E do, uh, because that thing runs my life now. Yeah, you see, now I don't think you should be using it anymore. Well, see, I... I, I no, do uh, is not do is not a task management system. Th- I agree. Right? So if you're running your life with this application, <laughs> you may be putting too much into it. Perhaps. Like, I would maybe recommend that it's time to start looking at a, you know, insert task manager here but Mm -hmm. ultimately as i always say if it's working for you awesome keep doing it but you you may have reached the point where you might want to start like looking at or thinking about graduating to something (laughs) that could provide you with additional functionality or flexibility because do really is a like simple mostly recurring reminder kind of thing you know like take out the trash take your pills call mum uh, you know, like what what you were saying you're going to do is t- you need to like empty an SD card in your audio uh, device. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel like something you would want to put in do. Like, See, you know, you may put that, in like though? a three monthly remote because it ju- that just feels like more like a task to me, like than then like this little reminder Like do to me is like the real basic stuff like. If I need to get milk, I'll put it in due to remind me in like 30 minutes or whatever. But it's not going to be like this like mega important stuff. I don't know. Everybody has their own system, right? I'm not saying you're doing it wrong. I'm just saying like to, for me personally, it feels like it's too... It, like I use it for simplistic things. Um, not not like mission critical things. It It just feels like that there are levels in the stack and that one... Or, you know, that's in the Caseyless communication pyramid. If we're doing like the Mike Hurley pro- productivity pyramid, do you is there, but it's like a step below, you know, to doist or something. I hear you. I actually don't know what way it would go if it was a pyramid. Like, would the top be the most important thing or the least important thing? I'm not sure how to structure that pyramid. Is it like a totem pole or something? I don't know. But. Yeah, I don't know. I got to think about this. Maybe it's like, um, like you know, like what is it called? Like the layers of the earth. You've got like mm-hmm. the core and then the, like an the, the crust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent like an in, onion. Uh, he just says like yeah, an yeah, onion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sent in, uh, in our super secret text, which isn't really super or secret, uh, I sent a screenshot of Dew as it exists right now. It is pretty secret. Because it's only me and you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the existence of it is not particularly secret. Well, anyways, uh, I sent a screenshot of my due. So, well, that's a lot of stuff in there. Also, I have never seen this theme before. It's like oh, really? purple. Is it? Yeah, not the I use the black theme. I don't know what the default is, but oh, I've, I, I, I have not seen. So you've got like you got like a bunch of stuff, and there's also like like this isn't what it's for, right? But well, I so, now well, have that, like that's the thing. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. This you sending me this screenshot is not when I say it's not what it's for. 
Zin, you haven't sent me this screenshot so I can now analyze everything in here and ask you a bunch of questions about it, which <laughs> is what I want to do, but that's not what this is for. Correct, correct. But to me, like as you look at this, um, these I know you don't know what a lot of these are because there's almost no context because well, it's meant for work me, not out you. Most but, of them. but yes, exactly. And most of it I feel like is stuff that I want to remember to do either daily or weekly or monthly or whatever. And it's yeah. just a matter of telling myself to do it. And yes, I I agree that you could take any of these to be a task because obviously if I'm reminding myself of something, I'm not reminding myself of a thought, generally speaking. I'm reminding myself of, oh, you should. Uh, you have it, things in here, though, Casey, that are tasks, like they're oh, absolutely. not even re- recurring things. Mm-hmm. That, that might be better for, say, reminders. But as I say, if it works for you, keep doing it. Um, but I think it might be time for you to at least think about poking around something else uh, to, 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 to extend your, your capability. I hear you, and you're probably right. I think I have, I don't know the word I'm looking for, not an, a, not an allergic or, or, or like not even an aversion, but I just, I feel like when I get into the level of like a proper task manager, it, it just feels heavy. That's the only way I can describe it. And admittedly, I've never given not a one of them a fair shake. So I don't really know what I'm talking about, but the, the idea of it just feels heavy to me. And I hear these people who talk about like the Omni products, which I do not doubt are phenomenal, but it seems like if you don't let that, like, you know, when I said I run my life on do, I, I was mostly kidding. I mean, there's some amount of truth to it, but I'm mostly kidding. Uh, but people who talk about the Omni stuff, it seems like it legitimately runs their life. Yeah, this, but that's too complicated for what I think you should be looking at. That's also probably true. Uh, I, I think that the next step for you actually isn't far away from what I do, which is just like the most simple of to-do list systems, you know? Yeah. But you could use reminders for this. Reminders would do a great job for you for that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I think that there could be some value to it, but don't necessarily want to upset the apple cart. I'm just happy you're doing <laughs> something. It's not all just going in a calendar or whatever. Oh, no. it's Yeah. I mean, the calendar's well, well, I would say calendar's the calendar's a great still important. Calendar's thing to have, but ca- <laughs> a calendar is not a to-do list. Unless you're Jason Snell and sometimes me. No, he stopped doing that. <laughs> I, I, I bugged him out of it. Uh, well, see, you're, you're, you haven't quite succeeded on time management, but maybe you'll get there on task management. Uh, hey, what is the situation with you and your vaccinations and, and Adina's vaccinations? We had another one of these things where the time space continuum was broken. <laughs> so okay. on our last episode, I spoke about having moved my vaccine earlier. We mm-hmm. recorded that on Tuesday. I then got my second shot from a walk-in clinic on the Saturday. Nice. So there was a subreddit. I don't know if it still exists, honestly. I think it was called uh, r slash get jabbed. <laughs> That's very good. And it was it's kind of like helping track that kind of stuff. So I don't know if people... Honestly, I don't think you need this in the UK anymore because um, it seems like it's pretty easy to get one if you want one. I think today or yesterday, we passed 75% uh. of our adult population fully I'm so vaccinated jealous. I'm so jealous um and then like you know in different parts of the country it, it differs but 75 percent feels pretty good and now they're starting teenagers like 15 mm-hmm. and 16 i think is the plan next and our government and our health authorities are still looking at and assessing um younger people i know that you you guys went down on that quicker but yeah i mean i don't know it, 
I feel like all we do is talk about the pandemic, but like I don't really know what else we would do. You know, like it's going to come up. <laughs> things are yeah. weird. Like things are just weird here now, right? So like we did the whole like everything's open kind of mm. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. no restrictions anymore. And then our cases just went like through the roof. Who'd have but thunk it, it wasn't. But no, but it wasn't related to that because oh, oh, okay. That like it basically happened in the same week, but that couldn't mm. have been the case, right? I see. It would I be see. A few weeks later before you actually see that. Yep, yep, yep. And then the cases started going down again. Oh, and that's so, interesting. Like, we were at like sixty, seventy thousand a day, and now it's at like twenty something a day, which is still a lot. But you know, I said this in the show before, like those kind of the case numbers, it means a different thing to what it meant now and then, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, like we have been, I don't know if we still are, but like we were testing like a million people a day. So if you test a million people a day, you're going to find a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Like during the pandemic. So I don't really know. It's really difficult now, honestly, for me to feel like I have a sense of what the situation is here. But I'm just happy that we're getting, like our vaccination rate is so good. Yeah, it's funny you say that you know, how quickly it changed for you. Cause I felt the same way here in the States that when the vaccines were initially rolling out, you know, if you weren't a healthcare worker or like a teacher or someone who legitimately was way more deserving than me of a, of a vaccine, like that was the first month or two. And then it started to slowly open up to like just generally older people. And that there was like a month, month and a half, I feel like where there was availability in certain pockets from time to time if, you know, there was an extra shot here or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was like this mad scramble, to, which I very much participated in, in order to try to find a shot for yourself. And then with after that, like month and a half, two months, something like that, I feel like a switch just all of a sudden flipped. And then it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. when, you know, whenever you want, just come on in. And that's still the way it is today. Unfortunately, we do not have, you know, 75% of whatever you said of our adults vaccinated. And in fact, Aaron and I are having difficult conversations with friends and family about that very issue, which is super fun. Yeah, I feel pretty lucky uh, that I haven't had to have any conversations like that. I mean, when the vaccines were first rolling out, everyone was having these conversations, right? Yeah. Like, we're kind of like, this seems fast. Is this okay? Kind of yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and then it we, it we started to get information and it all started to make sense. And like, you know, I had conversations like that with members of my family and then but then i've not had to have any more you know i mean look i don't know right there could be people that are lying to me who knows (laughs) but i haven't had to have any kind of conversations which are like trying to convince people that i care about to get this thing Um, in fact i think everybody that is in my life has had it by and large or at least is halfway through the system like my younger brother hasn't had his second yet because he's younger than me, but it's sure, soon, sure. I think. I think in the next couple of weeks, he's having his second jab. Oh, I'm very jealous. Uh, but I don't know. So here, it, it's been whiplash. You know, we got the vaccines rolled out as much as we can. And everyone was basically like, screw it, let's open up. And for mm-hmm. like a month, it legitimately started to feel normal. Like I still wore masks inside, even though I didn't have to because kids, as we've talked about many times, um, but it felt by and large, mostly normal. Uh, but now Delta is really taking hold here in the States and it is scaring the poopoos out of me. <laughs> so yeah, this is one of those things where it was like, 
not funny, haha, but like funny to me in a way where just all of a sudden everyone, like all of my friends, uh, acknowledged the existence of the Delta variant, even though we'd been dealing with it for such a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that there may have been a bit of resistance from the American government to acknowledge the fact that Delta was there. Like, yeah. you know, if you were looking at data, Delta was was the predominant variant in the uk in the us for some time before the government started talking about it yeah i have been tracking this explicitly because i want to be able to come to america right mm, so like mm -hmm. i've had this be in my bonnet looking at like case numbers and tests and variant domination and all that kind of stuff because uh the the us government is not letting uk citizens in because of what we were dealing with with the delta variant but at this point I don't know why they wouldn't let me in, but the route is still closed. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I can't come to America. I don't know what the, I don't know why at this point, right? Like we're both dealing with the same variant. We both have rising cases. I'm double vaccinated with Pfizer. So I don't know what the issue is yep, anymore. Same. Um, but they just need some. I'm hoping that they kind of get their act together. But anyway, this is just my, like me as an outsider, just looking at data, not really know what I'm talking about, making my own opinions. Haha, ha, we all do that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it was interesting to me to like all of a sudden, everyone knows about Delta. It's like, well, this Delta variant seems rough. And it's like, hello, <laughs> welcome to three months ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'll just say, right, it is more transmissible for sure. But like if you're vaccinated, it seems like. In most cases, if you are completely vaccinated and you get the Delta variant, it's not like for most people, right? You're not hospitalized. Like members of my family have had coronavirus after being vaccinated and they just had like colds. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. because it, they are in a family where there are children and the children bring it home from school, right? right. That was what happened with us. And again, this is not a predominant thing, and I'm not suggesting this is what it is for everybody, but I'm just saying that, like, just me to you, this is two friends talking, I wouldn't necessarily say that you need to be any more concerned than you were before just because it's now more transmissible. Because, yeah. you know, you're vaccinated. Yeah, I worry about the kids, but here again, like, uh, uh, barring an unusual circumstance, everything I've ever seen, read, heard, is that generally speaking... It seems like the studies suggest that kids are fine. Which is a true, like, miracle <laughs> yes. of this pandemic. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? Um, no, I, I, obviously there are exceptions. I'm not trying to say that every kid who has caught coronavirus has always been perfect and, you know, no worse for wear. Can, can I just... Can I just Call for an amnesty at this point. Sure. That, I like, think we should. Can we just, can we call for an amnesty of like, you can hear what we're saying and you should know what we're saying? Mm -hmm. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yep, right. Yep. Like, listen to what we're saying. Just because there's something we're not saying doesn't mean we don't mean it. All right. I'm just going to call <laughs> an amnesty on this conversation yeah, 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 so yeah. we can just talk freely. Sure. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, but I I've kind of changed. I don't know. Maybe change my opinion is the right way to phrase it. I don't know how to phrase it, but I've changed my outlook perhaps on coronavirus and i'm starting to feel like it is probably an inevitability that all four of us in my family will get it at some point and or may have already or, had it or may have already had know. it yeah, yeah i mean it's certainly possible um and i'm trying to wrap my mind around and change my thinking that obviously i don't wish to have it i don't yeah. seek it out uh, i don't want my kids or my wife to get it but 
we have done everything we reasonably can, including things that we don't have to, like masking indoors when it's not required or not really even going indoors, generally speaking. Um, we're doing everything we can to avoid it. And if the kids hypothetically should be okay, and if Aaron and I hypothetically should be okay, at some point, we're going to start doing irreparable damage to each other and ourselves by not reentering society. And this is also Amen. perhaps I'm perhaps I'm trying to convince myself of this because, you know, Declan is going, well, actually both kids are going to school this fall. Like that is mm. what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I mostly feel okay about this, except I'm also freaking terrified. of it. <laughs> uh, you know, the schools are doing the best they can and they're doing a lot in order to try to make this okay. And I just need to wrap my mind around the fact that it is very likely that all four of us will catch it at some point and it hopefully will be like a cold. It's interesting to me. Like I'm not saying that I would never get it, but I don't I don't think of it like that. Like I don't have this feeling that like it's a definite that at some point I will catch coronavirus. I mean, it, of course it's likely. I'm not suggesting that it is an unlikely thing, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess the reason I think that is because I don't see, I don't see America specifically ever getting to the point that we have like a herd immunity or anything like that. It seems like America specifically will never get enough of a hold or a handle on it that it will just go away. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's because of people like those in my own family that are refusing to get vaccinated, that they think it isn't, it, it isn't real or it's just a cold or whatever the case may be. And, and I would really rather not get specific about this, but suffice to say, you know, we've seen some of these some of this family um, recently in both a group and not group settings. And it is clear to me that they are not taking what I consider to be the bare minimum amount of precautions yeah. in order to prevent themselves from getting it. And so if I'm seeing my own family members do this, like I can't imagine anyone else in the world, you know. And, and so I, I, that's the reason that I'm changing my tune It's not because I'm like, mm. do I'm not getting like up in these family members faces, you know, I'm still staying six feet apart, only seeing them outside, you know, I'm still taking all the precautions I can, but I'm witnessing them not take all the precautions that they can when left to their own devices. And that's, that is indicative to me that America has a real big problem that I don't think we're going to be able to ever properly get ahead of this. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what to suggest, right? Like as you say, like there are there are other issues in just like deciding that you're going to sequester yourself away forever. Right. And 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 that's the thing is that, you know, Declan, uh, I I don't know how many words I can use or what words to use to say that Declan's kindergarten teacher was amazing. She was probably the best teacher I've ever seen in my life. And Aaron, who is a former teacher, has said she's probably the best teacher Aaron's ever seen in her life. Uh, and so because of that, and because Declan, I think, was somewhat predisposed to be able to uh, do, to, to do well in, in virtual learning, but he's missed out on kindergarten and he's missed out on a year of social growth, of different kinds of growth that you can't really do virtually. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think to hold him back, which we could do, but to hold him back or not hold him back, but, you know, not send him in, I should say, you know, to do virtual school. Um, I think to do the second year of that would be damaging to him. And for Michaela, she, well, first of all, she doesn't remember before the pandemic, like that just does mm -hmm. not exist in her mind because she's three and a half life. years old. Yep. Um, and beyond that, uh, I, I feel like this is the time that we really need to get her in front of people other than her brother to prevent her from getting 
really set in her ways socially in whatever ways that may be good and bad. And so I feel like we really need to send them in and we, Aaron and I, to some degree, really need to reenter society at least a little, which we've been doing slowly. Um, but it's funny because you know the last year and a half, I've been so tunnel visioned on not getting sick and not getting my family sick and, and, and doing whatever I can to avoid that, that now I'm seeing the, the Delta variant just running rampant here. And I'm thinking to myself, well, for the last year and a half, when it wasn't even this bad, you were freaking out. Shouldn't you be triply freaking out right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's hard to fight that because again, at some point I'm doing more damage staying indoors, you know, staying in my own house and never leaving than I am by leaving and taking the chance. You know, it's like, yeah, would you, would you never get in a car because you might get in a car wreck? Like that is a choice you could make, particularly if you live in a big city, I'm very jealous, but where you, where I live, that's not really a choice you can make. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. at some point I just need to accept that, that there's inherent risk in life. And what I'm trying to do to help myself with that, and this is the way I'm handling it. Obviously, you could handle it differently, but I'm trying to convince myself, look, it is likely that you're going to get it and that Aaron's going to get it and that Declan and Michaela will get it at some point. And we just need to know that we have done what we can to not be stupid, yep. to not be yep. flippant, to not yep. like ask fate to come smite us, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and just and just hope that everything will work out. What else are you going to do? Like Realistically, like what else... I mean, we could, so, so like simple, silly things, like we've been doing swim lessons with the kids again and, and you know, the, the swim teachers have, you know, shields on and whatnot and their, and their classes are very small. There's only like two or three kids and the lanes in the swimming pool are very, very, very wide. So they're not all on top of each other, but there is some amount of inherent risk in that because there are kids, you know, that are next to each other without masks because you can't really wear a mask in a pool. And so so, as an example, we could stop doing that, but Mm. It's, again, like, and, and maybe, maybe I'm making a poor choice. I don't know. Remind me of this in a month when we all get sick or something, God forbid. But sitting here now, like it's Stop some pushing point, it upon yourself. Jeez. <laughs> you know, I have superstitions, Casey. I, uh, right. Um, at some point though, I just need to be okay with, with trying to live our lives. And just, again, I, we try to do what we can to not be stupid about it. You know, when we go in places, we wear masks, you know, actually we should move on, but a very quick story in, and then we can move on unless you have something else. Uh, Erin was at the DMV the other day because she absolutely had to go, you know, otherwise we would have avoided it or done it online if, if possible. Um, well, anyway, so she was at the DMV. It was me and the kids. And, uh, I took them to a park that's sort of kind of in downtown Richmond. Um, it's a very cool park, uh, that's designed to be for kids of all abilities, you know? So there's, there's stuff for any sort of kid irrespective of, you know, if, if, if they have all of their mental and physical capacities and, uh, we got there and I said to the kids, you know, it's all outdoors. And I said to the kids, Hey, you know, it's outside. And my personal opinion is that when you're outside, unless you're like really up in somebody's face, it should be okay to be without a mask. I'm not asking you to agree. That's just what I think. Uh, and so I said to the kids, you know, Hey, if you'd like, you can put your masks on, but you don't have to, it's up to you guys. And the, both of them looked at me immediately and said, we'd like our masks, please. And that was like a very proud dad moment that, that they had the awareness, both of them to think, you know, let's mm-hmm. try to do what's right. And freaking heartbreaking. Yes. It makes me more sad than exactly. proud, honestly. Ex- right. Exactly. And it's just so heartbreaking to see them when they're trying to just be freaking kids to say, 
can I have a mask, please? And I don't, again, I don't blame them. I'm not upset at them. It just makes me so sad that that's their lives. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough. I just don't know. And, and, and that's the thing is there's no one right answer. My answer might mm-hmm. be wrong. My answer might be right. Who knows? But you know, your answer may be right and wrong. My answer might be right and wrong. Who even knows? It's just because so much changes, tough. right? Like that's also so true. much has changed. Yep. 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 Um, and, and what it's difficult to try and here's the thing, actually, the way that I view this stuff is I change my behavior based on information that I feel like I can take in. And I try and do what I think is the safest, smartest set of things. Yep. But those things have changed over time. Like, yep. I spent a long time not leaving my house at all. At all. Like, for maybe three or four months, I did not step outside of my front door. That's right? amazing to me in both the good right? and bad ways. <laughs> that was like a thing I did. Uh, I don't do that anymore because things have changed for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like our understanding of things is different. I have a vac- like I've been vaccinated. Uh, it, just things change. And I think the best thing that anybody can do is try to change along with the information that we receive. Well put. We do not have all of the information because that is literally impossible because we're still in this. But I don't, I don't really know what else I can realistically do. Right. What I do know is that I cannot live my life in just my home forever. Yeah. Can't do that. Exactly. Exactly right. So, you know, we're trying to make the best decisions we can, you know, and we're we're trying to do what we can to keep our family safe. And, you know, we're 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 trying to to ride the line and thread the needle and do do what's what we think is best. And mm-hmm. most most friends and most family understand that. Um some friends and some family don't, and we've lost some friends and some family because of it, which is really crummy. But you know, it is it is what it is. We're just everyone's just trying to do their. But even the even the people who disagree with us and have cut cut us out of their lives, you know, ultimately they're just trying to do what they think is best. Mm-hmm. I just personally think that science disagrees with them, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, why don't you tell me about something that is awesome? This episode of Analog is brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace, the only one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they have got it covered because Squarespace has everything that you're going to need to build your beautiful and modern website, your home online. You start with a professionally designed template. You customize it with drag and drop tools to make it your own. They really have combined cutting edge design and world-class engineering to make it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. You can super easily customize the look and feel of the site, the settings, the products you have on sale or more. Just takes a few clicks and all of their websites are designed for mobile your content automatically adjusts so it's going to look fantastic on any device you get free unlimited hosting top of the line security and dependable resources to help you succeed there's nothing to patch there's nothing to upgrade they have award-winning 24 7 customer support you can quickly and easily grab a unique domain name and take advantage of seo and marketing tools to help you get your idea out to the world With Squarespace, you can turn your big idea into a new website, showcase your work with their incredible portfolio designs, publish a blog post, promote your business, announce an event, and so much more. I have been using Squarespace for like 11 years, maybe more. 
um, for so many projects. I've used them for basically all of those examples that I just gave over the years. <laughs> uh, if I want to put something online, it is the first place that I go. It is just as simple as that. Go to squarespace.com analog and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code analog and you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com analog and the code analog to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. So speaking of getting out of your house, you and Adina got out of your house big time. Big house, big out of house. Uh, if, <laughs> if our country was a house, we left that house. Uh, all right, so my wife was born in Romania um, and therefore has a lot of Romanian friends and family uh, that she has not seen since, or not, neither of us have seen since February of 2020. Ugh. I'm sure we all have those stories. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing. Uh, I would say that in my opinion, not everybody has had to go through what she has had to go through in that yeah. regard. Yep. I know a lot of people that at least got to see one person in their family, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and I know that there will be people listening to this show that lived the life that she lived, where she left her country, right? Yep. And went somewhere else. And in most instances, that meant that you didn't get to see people for a long time. I know some people would have taken the advantage maybe in the summer when it seemed like things were first getting under control, but we never really took that. And that was mostly because as things were getting a bit better here, they weren't in Romania and we were concerned about uh, the way that things were, were there and basically we got to the point where we made the decision that once we were vaccinated we would go because it's been too long now so we had started to look at flights um, in August and we made a couple of bookings and they kept getting cancelled <laughs> with the airline and basically it, it, we were trying to go in August and the airline that we were using effectively said that they were not going to be traveling to Romania in August at all. Oof. And we really wanted to go with this airline um, and so what we decided to do, I mean, the reason we wanted to do it is because we had vouchers from a previously canceled 2020 holiday. Mm. So we wanted mm -hmm. to use those, right? Because it's just money that we couldn't use right so we ended up getting a flight on july 31st with them because it wasn't in august so this was like the last flight they were doing out and then we booked on a different airline coming back mm -hmm. um and so we ended up doing it it was one of those things where this was quite stressful we basically booked the flight for next week, right? Like that was when, when it was booked. Mm -hmm. And that was a very stressful experience for me because I did not feel like I was ready to fly again just from like a logistical standpoint. Like, you know, like everybody, if you are a frequent traveler like I was, you, you will have like your wash bag and it's just got all its stuff in it and you don't take it out. And you have like your charger bag and it's just like, it's all set, right? Mm -hmm. And that's you know you're ready to go um i had dismantled all this stuff and like you know cables that i'd taken out used in different places all that kind of you know what i mean like it, yep, 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 yep. So i had to i had to replace all of that and get it all ready and like it was just quite stressful and plus it's actually quite difficult to travel right now because like logistically because you have to make sure you're following all of the rules of the countries for entrance and exit Mm -hmm. so like what documentation do I need to provide to get in 
What do I need to do before I can leave? All of this stuff is available to you if you have a government with good uh, information practices. And the UK was a bit better than Romania here. Whilst the UK's situation, it's more complicated to get back into the UK. The information is at least available. Like, Edina had to contact the embassy of Romania to confirm what they needed. And while they needed less, that information was less, like, readily available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so there's like forms that you have to fill in, stuff you have to print off. I haven't traveled with things that I've printed in so many years. (laughs) You know, like when I was first traveling as an adult, I'd like print the boiling part. Oh, yeah. Like print Mm -hmm. it. And like I haven't done that in so long, but like I wanted to have this time like our vaccination certificates printed, all of the forms printed, all that kind of stuff. So like we had to do like, I don't think we had to do a test to go to Romania. I don't, I honestly, I don't remember at this point, but we did have to get tests for coming home. So we had to do like a test before we left and then one afterwards and everything came back fine, of course. Otherwise, I would, I would be saying that. Like, oh, by <laughs> the way, Casey, I didn't mention I have oh, yeah. brought, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we were all fine. And, you know, the trip itself, so once, I was more anxious about being around people than I was worried about catching COVID. You know, uh, on the surface, that makes no sense, but I do understand what you're saying. I felt more nervous about just being in that environment because, like, you know, we'd done everything we could medically and we had these, like, really extreme masks like medical grade masks that mm-hmm. we were going to be wearing for the travel which is more than we would like they they much more filtration than the ones that we typically use yep 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 i'm with you right uh, which might just be like the surgical masks or cloth masks with some kind of filtration in them they were like ffp2 ffp3 or something i'm assuming this is our equivalent of like n95 you know whatever the british equivalent is or something like that but like i don't think they're equivalent as such but just imagine that's what we're talking about you know okay. what i mean like mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff we're talking about so yeah and so on the plane it didn't feel that terrible uh there were people around us that were not wearing their masks properly, but that was exactly what I was expecting to happen. Yeah, yeah. Right? So honestly, when I was on the plane, it was like, I'm fine with this. This is what I was expecting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say, I love Romania and Romanian people in general, but there are a subset of Romanian men that are difficult just in general (laughs) and like to not follow rules and want to like their rules are set by themselves and there was just a little bit more of that this Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. um this is not a like i am not trying to make a generalization of all people like everywhere has this like we have these types of people in england as well but what i have noticed is on planes is where this seems to be worse, and I'm not entirely sure why. I don't get it, but you know, like we had someone who wouldn't put their seatbelt on so we couldn't land. It was just like a whole thing. What? Like, it didn't even, I don't know. It didn't make any sense. Are you like serious? we came in for a landing and they aborted the landing and had to circle around again. I don't know what was going on with that, honestly, but that was just like a thing that happened to us. That's just like a fun story, fun example of the type of thing that I'm talking about. That's something. Um, and I would just say 
so I can be absolved. Edina 100% agrees with me on this, right? <laughs> so I will, I get the, the I'll try and plea for absolution uh, on my generalization. Mm-hmm. So, but what I will say, so, you know, the flight was fine for me. Edina was more anxious than me on the plane. Like I thought it kind of went exactly as I expected. By and large, most people um, had their masks on. And, you know, I believe the airlines when they say that the filtration, like in the air systems on a plane, is better than any other type of travel. Right. right, I believe that because the plane was freezing. So, like, they were pumping air through that thing. And, you know, at a certain point, you kind of just have to trust. You know, I feel like if we're going to do this, we had to have some level of trust. So, I'm just going to choose to trust the airline and take them at face value. One thing I will say, I was genuinely incredibly surprised. The mask wearing in Romania, especially on public transport, vastly better than in England. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's awesome. Wasn't expecting it. Neither of us were. But, uh, like, and in shops and stuff, like, I can't remember really seeing anybody that wasn't observing the rules there. And my understanding is it was until quite recently much more strict and they reduced it. Like, I think they were doing, if you were outside, you had to wear masks. Oh, wow. So the expectation was that, like, people were wearing them in the places they were told to wear them so they wouldn't have to do that again. (laughs) So there was, like, a bit more obedience from it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, The trip itself was really nice. Uh, You know, I enjoy, we're in Bucharest, and I enjoy Bucharest very much. It is, especially these days, becoming much more like any type of modern European city and what it has available to you. Yeah, I feel like over the years of analog, you've been you've been saying that repeatedly yeah. in a good way. I don't mean well, that in a bad way changed. at all. Because it's changed. It has vastly changed over mm-hmm. like the five or six years that I've been visiting there. Right. Um. You know, like in what is a, like you know, there's so much great coffee. And like now there's like a bunch of ice cream shops, which just like wasn't a thing the last time we went. It's like, it's kind of, it's really interesting to watch it change. And like we were staying in like a, a Hilton hotel that had been recently renovated and it was really nice. Uh, so, you know, I, I I like being there much, much more now because I get a lot of the creature comforts that, that I want if I'm on a like quote unquote vacation, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, this trip definitely felt more like traveling than vacation. <laughs> Tell me more. If that makes because we didn't really. I mean, the pl- the point of it was not to go to have a holiday. The oh, sure. point of it mm-hmm. was to go and see family and friends, like reunite with people, right? Like mm-hmm. that was the goal of the trip. So we were quite busy in a way that Edina and I would not be if we were on vacation. I got you. You know, like going here, seeing this person, going here, seeing this person, going this, this, you know, like that's not really how we take vacations. We're much kind of more lazy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a great break. I mean, it's the, it is the first time I have had away from work since January 2020. I have not Oof. taken any days off, really. Yikes. Um, you know, like I've been things where maybe like I did a thing on a day, but then I worked the next day. Like, mm-hmm. and it was also like, not, you know, so I was still kind of available. I still did some work stuff, but this is like the closest I've had of a vacation since, which was great. Um, but the the trip in general was a great success, you know, in that we got to see so many people. One thing that we did was because it was so, the travel was so messed up, we didn't tell anyone we were coming except Adina's mom. <laughs> because I said to like the, the plan was like we didn't want to get anybody's hopes up, right? Yeah, that makes because sense. it seemed like it was going to be so difficult for us to do it. And we didn't want anybody to change or make plans sure. that we would then have to cancel. 
I suggested to Adina that she needed to tell her mom because her mom would never forgive us <laughs> because she would not be able to get ready all of the things that she would want sure, to get sure, ready, sure. like food-wise and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we told Adina's mom, but didn't tell anybody else. And it was Adina's brother's birthday. Oh, that's fantastic. So we just arrived at his party. He must have lost his mind. It was so good. So like we knock on the door and he opens the door and like he has an initial shocked face. And then like a second one, yep. which was fantastic. Because mm-hmm. at first he just saw me, like he just looked directly at me and was like, <laughs> what? And then so, and it was, and he just lost his mind. It was really amazing. Uh, and here's the thing that I will say. I'm a human being. All of my care and precautions went immediately out of the window when reuniting with loved ones. I, yeah. I'm sure that maybe there's a lot of people who have experienced this. Maybe not everyone and that's fine. But, when I see somebody who I love, who I have not seen for so long, for me, like fist bumping is just not it, man. <laughs> and, and my brain doesn't even think about it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even, like in those moments, I don't even have that thought of like, this is bad. This is risky. Like, all I want to do is embrace that person. Yeah. And again, like this is, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about like people being what they are comfortable with. Uh, but I, I just immediately defaulted in that moment. Like I, my brain had nothing it could do except what it did, you know? But yeah, it was a, it was a very nice trip. We had a very good time. You know, we had very briefly discussed this in our uh, group chat uh, with the four of us. And mm-hmm. as I said to you in the group chat or you and Adina in the group chat, you are the, the king and queen of international surprise <laughs> visits. Cause... Yeah. We did it to you <laughs> yep. years ago. I love doing it. Uh, I, I kind of spoiled the surprise for our friends because I was like, I was just Instagram storying because I was so excited to be doing that again mm-hmm. and kind of gave away that we were in progress. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, right, you know, right. what are you going to do? But at least we still got to surprise Adina's brother, which was the main surprise that we were going for anyway. Right. Um, you know, and we got to see our nieces, which is so amazing. You know, like uh, our youngest niece, we've never been around her personality Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Like, she was born in 2018, 2019. Yep. yep. Um, I'm terrible with time and ages. That's fine. So, like, we, we that was all, I think, 20, 2019, summer of 2019. So, we never really got, you know, we spent the Christmas with her, but she's six months old. And now she's like a little person. Yep. And we got to experience that, you know? And so, it, it was, it was quite wonderful. Honestly, I I felt very good coming back from that trip and felt super good that we didn't get COVID. So (laughs) success all around. Success all around. Uh, What that proves is we did everything right Uh, (laughs) because we didn't catch it. So, you know. (sighs) You sound so refreshed and so happy. And and I I do feel it. And I can I only feel. imagine if you sound that refreshed and that happy, I can only imagine how amazing that felt for, D- felt for Dina. And I'm so glad that both of you, but yeah, me too. T- to be honest, particularly her, got the opportunity to do that. Yeah, it's like, you know, th- there was a lot of these times where like, you know, we would be like me and Dina and her mom and I'm just like sitting there and they're chatting away. But I know that that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm just there to be there. That mm-hmm. trip was not for me. Yep, 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 yep. You know? Yep. No, I, that's so great. And I'm so glad it worked out and in, in, in that you guys were able to stay safe and, and so on. Mm-hmm. So that that's super excellent. And it was good because we're going back Christmas. Uh, we'll be there for Christmas and be there for longer. So it was also like a bit of a reconnaissance mission because I would need to be working 
that time, like at ah, least one week, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So just making sure, because we had like, uh, when we were there last a couple of years ago, just the internet situation I remember was, that. Mm-hmm. was completely unusable. Yeah, the didn't internet Steven... speeds were very good. I, Stephen filled in for me on this show, I think. Yeah, I think that's he filled, right. He filled in for me that week everywhere, basically. <laughs> uh, the, the issue wasn't the speed, it was the ping. Uh, which mm-hmm. I've never experienced before, but it just added so much delay. Yep, it was yep, yep. almost impossible to have a conversation. You were not, as they say, an LPB. What? Do you know? Do you remember that from back in the day? Oh, this might even predate you. I'm talking. I'm making a video game reference, and it flew right over your head. What did you say? I an didn't LPB. Get it. You remember that? So this is no. when I was when I was a youth. Um, when I would play like Quake Online or something like that, uh, we I was on dial-up at the time. And so our pings were like three or 400 milliseconds, something like that. And then occasionally you would find uh, somebody who was at like a college campus or something like that. And they would have a ping of like 15 milliseconds or something mm. like that. And you would call them a low ping. Uh, I'm trying to think of a nice word that starts with B that isn't the word I, I need to say. So a low then ping. Then you don't need to say it. A low ping. <laughs> yeah, everybody jerk. knows what you mean. <laughs> uh, and that's and also so, outdated. Yes, well, there's that too. Uh, but this was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And so, yeah, uh, you were not an LPB at the time, which was which was the problem. That's all right, though. But, you know, uh, speaking of pings, as the chat yep. room has already foretold, yep. they speaking guessed it, of and pings. And they were right. They guessed it, and they were right. This episode is brought to you by... Pingdom. Pingdom from Solo with I should have changed the ad like at that moment. We could have done our next sponsor instead. <laughs> I almost feel like doing it, but no, I, that's mean. Today's episode is brought to you by Pingdom from Solo Wins. Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how targeted your marketing content or how sleek your website, they'll bounce if a page is loading too slow. So with real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance affects your visitors' experience. Experience, so you can take action before your business is impacted or for as low as $10 a month. Whether your visitors are dispersed around the world or across browsers, devices, platforms, doesn't matter because Pingdom's going to help you identify bottlenecks, troubleshoot performance, and make informed optimizations just to make sure that your visitors are having the best experience that they can. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so therefore it is built for scalability. This means that you can monitor millions of page views, not just sample data, at an incredibly affordable price. Get live site performance visibility today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to buy, use the code analog at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. A thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and relay fm so as this show is is still trying to resist its one true form but we need to give a, we need to give a chance we need to have some f1 talk because my goodness so this 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 last couple of weeks as we record this was this. so weird for me all right so we are now going to be mostly talking about what where were we for f1 last week uh, we were in Hungary last week. Hungary, uh, the Hungarian, mm-hmm. uh, the Hungaring, Hungarian, Hungarian. <laughs> this yeah. was super weird for me because I watched this race on Romanian television. Ah, yes. So that's I had true. no mm. commentary. So it was really tricky for me at points to try and work out some of the stuff that was going on. It was a bananas town race. Yeah, where, it was like nuts. half of the entire field went out on the first corner. This is the first wet race that we've had since we started watching. 
Mm, that's true. Right? So I was excited mm-hmm. for it in that regard. So, oh, it's raining. What's going to happen? Turns out, uh, Valtteri Bottas is going to take out half of everybody <laughs> on the first corner. That's what's going to happen. Could yeah. have been oh, more exciting word. for me. Uh, as you know, like I, I kind of love that stuff. It was a bit of a like the race itself was just bananas and weird and wonderful. Uh, super upsetting. I felt for Seb to have lost uh the second place. Yes, I was mm-hmm. really bummed out about that. Sometimes the rules of F one really grind my gears, Casey. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say and that mm-hmm. was one of them. Uh, but overall, it was a just just a fantastic race to watch. It was Lewis Hamilton, by the way. Uh, all right, get it out of Lewis your system. Lewis Hamilton, goat, uh, greatest of all time. Lewis freaking Hamilton, my you can't. It's undeniable. Undeniable. This annoys undeniable. me so deep. Like, so the thing is, I, Hamilton seems like he is genuinely a pretty good guy. Like as someone who is pretty much and arguably the greatest of all time. You you can't be the greatest of all time and not be at least a little bit of a jerk. And he seems to be only a little bit of a jerk, which I'm happy about. Um, I really don't like his on track persona in in the sense that like he always seems to be complaining and moaning and about something. I don't agree with this. This is a thing that is picked up on by people that don't like Lewis. He complains, sure, but not always. I don't think any more than anybody else. Maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. I, just, I, I'm, I think you're right in that I'm more sensitive to it because I don't care for his on track persona. Um, I, I feel like he, he, he is quick to complain about things that I think he sh- doesn't necessarily need to complain about. But be, one way or another, looking at him and watching him run from I don't remember the details, but it was like he was 15th or so. Oh, was he actually last? Okay, yeah. So like when they did that start, right? He then pitted on the sec on the second yes, lap of the restart. Right, that's right. That's so right. So put him at the very back, and he went all the way up to third, and he would have won that race. I am convinced. Yeah, given enough time. Like, did you see? You I don't know if you saw this. Somebody updated the Wikipedia entry for the Spanish Minister of Defense, <laughs> Fernando Alonso. <laughs> It is so good. Basically, Fernando Alonso, another driver for Alpine, he and Lewis got into quite a battle within the last few laps of the race where Alonso was just refusing to let him by. It was incredible to watch. Right. So I have to jump in here. Like, I am not a sophisticated F1 viewer because I have only been doing this a couple of years just like you. I don't, as much as I love cars, I don't really know what I'm talking about. Well, particularly with anything, but <laughs> but with cars and, and racing especially. But watching Alonso keep Lewis behind him, I feel beautiful. like it was a master class in defense. It was beautiful. Yeah, everyone was freaking out too, right? Like, you know, like it, it was just absolutely wonderful to watch. And yep. it was also one of those things where like, you could tell just how much fun the two of them were having. Yeah, definitely. And like they were saying it afterwards, right? Like Lewis said it, Fernando said it, like, they had a lot of respect for each other in that moment. You could also see it in the way they were racing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That there was never a moment I felt like there was going to something dangerous was going to happen. They were leaving yes. enough room for each other on the yep. track, but mm-hmm. but Fernando was refusing to let him by. And also, again, incredible work by Fernando because he was doing it to protect Esteban. Yep. Which was like, and also seeing their relationship is so interesting. Fernando mm-hmm. Alonso, Esteban Ocon, Esteban mm-hmm. Ocon uh, won his first Grand Prix in Alpine. Which is just so wild. Like I would never have expected that to happen. That that race will be its own drive to survive episode. I'm probably convinced, yeah. right. <laughs> um, just because as well, like especially if Bottas gets kicked out of Mercedes, 
which yeah. will happen if it's going to happen by the way that decision i don't know if you knew this will be made before the next grand prix at the end of the month oh like in publicly discussed Total has said that their driver decision will be will be will be made by spa i did spa not know that at the end of august yeah if i'm putting money down right now by the way son george i think you're right they got their first points too george russell got his first points did you see the video of him crying it was so good Broke no i didn't in actually the best oh, but... uh, it was like an interview afterwards and he just like couldn't speak you know oh that's like, so great so... and that moment where he like sack was willing to do whatever yes, it took i did see to that latifi mm-hmm. george russell man he's the best i love him yeah I, I really like russell a lot too i still stand by i think lando's my guy but um, I, I love really Lando. like George a lot. I In really love really Lando's season. He had a, a terrible race. That was he such did. a shame. He was mm. he he was the recipient of Bottas's <laughs> mistake. <laughs> well, so here let me let me pull on that thread just just mm-hmm. briefly. I think it was a mistake. I think you're right, but I could make an argument, even though I wouldn't. I don't. I don't believe this argument, but I could make the argument that he was just a complete freaking sniper and just destroyed Max and anyone that would threaten. No, Lewis. he wouldn't do that. I, yeah. I see. I don't think so i think he was just inept there is no benefit for him to do this because the amount of money he has cost mercedes and yeah. it, like the the amount of money it will cost to put the car back together i don't think is a good it may, i don't think it yeah. makes sense the best thing for him to do casey is just to beat them i agree i agree right so my my kind of view on this is like valtteri bottas is clearly an excellent racing driver yeah but if I was Toto Wolf, I would want to see something different. Because he, you know, he's just not where he was a season or two ago. Uh, and I think, again, if you're Toto Wolf, who owns, part owns Mercedes, right? Like he's not just principal, right? Like he's making decisions for the future of his company. I would, I stand by, I said the whole time, Lewis is only going to be around for so many years. Do you have someone who can still win Grand Prix for you? Yeah, maybe that's George Russell. The only way you're going to find out is by putting him in the car as soon as you can. I agree. I completely agree. And I stand by the idea of George learning from Lewis is about as good as you can make that situation. So I don't know. I'm intrigued. I, like clearly, this decision is like it, it seems up in the air because like they're talking about the fact that it's up in the air. They are publicly talking about the fact that it's between <laughs> George and uh, Valtteri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I don't think they're going to do the mid-season swap that some people oh, are talking goodness, about. No. no, I don't. That think That so seems either. like a bad idea. But I, I, I think that uh, I think it's going to, the, the driver lineup for, for Mercedes will be Lewis and George. I think that will be true, and I only, the only reason I don't want that to be true is because you will be intolerable next season. <laughs> talking about Greatest Mercedes. racing team full time. Oh God! All I'm gonna hear is "God save the queen" <laughs> every day. Yeah. Oh God! Gonna, it's already starting. Yeah, I y'all. will be what you are always. <laughs> just about this. <laughs> that will Touché, be me, sir. Touche. Uh, <laughs> oh, fine, fine, fine. You know, I can't even argue with you about that. That's very frustrating. <laughs> uh, also, it, I would be remiss if I didn't mention how much I really dislike Christian Horner. Christian Holy Horner, cow. I have lost all respect i had for him has been lost over the last month i really dislike him so very much i dislike him as a person i dislike him as a team principal i dislike him so much all like oh i don't know if you noticed casey that it's it's okay that uh 
Lewis got a bunch of uh, racists being morons to him because Max gets abused too. Are you oh, aware of this? Come on, I know what I know what you're doing here, but come off it. That was the moment for me. I mean, like I was I'd completely done at that point, like completely done. Max gets abused too. Oh, oh, okay. poor Max. I'm sure your life Thanks, is so Christian. difficult. Thanks, Christian. Yeah, look, I'm sure it's terrible, right, to be one of these people. Sure, like, I can't even imagine like the stuff that we get multiplied to millions. Yeah, like, exactly. Literally, and I, I'm sure that they all get it, but you can't. You can't balance no nope. racist uh, abuse over uh, against regular abuse and say that it's the same. Nope. Because nope, nope, Lewis nope. also gets that, right? Yeah, he gets. Lewis both. also gets people <laughs> like you saying he's a whiner. Right? Yeah. Right. And Max gets that. But also, Lewis gets told that he is not good enough because of the color of his skin. And the fact that one, they never like came out and said anything against that, like every other team did. Like Red mm-hmm. Bull itself did, but Horner has not said anything. And when pressed on, it's just like, oh, Max also gets abused. Oh, yeah, I hate the it. guy. I hate him so much. I hate him. Oh, right, what I'll say is, we hate him as much as you can hate a person you don't know. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Right. But I, I, I really hate the decisions he made in his personal life. Yes, I think they're that's a the nice way to say it. I really hate the decisions he makes as a team principal. I just, I yep. really, I really dislike that the character yep. of Christian Horner, it, as I know it, it, I dislike with such a fiery passion. And I don't particularly love Max. Like I think Max is kind of a world class jerk too. The only reason I kind of am excited about Max is because I think he's the only one that's really and truly competitive with Lewis. But I'm not a big Max fan either, truth no, be told. No, I don't like Max Verstappen, but I like watching him race. Yeah, well and, put. And, well and put. this is one of those things where I can appreciate both. I don't ever really want him to win because I don't like him. But yeah. I like watching him go around the track. Yeah, I can understand that. That's fair. Like, I don't <sighs> support the guy. Like, I don't want the guy to have success because I don't... I just... I, I, I don't think that he seems like a very good person. Yeah. You know, I did appreciate that he more than Red Bull was kind of like, can we just stop this? Like there was actually an interview before the, the Hungarian Grand Prix between Lewis and Max. Mm-hmm. And Max just said to the press, I'm not going to answer any more questions about the last race. It's done now. Oh yeah. I saw stop that. asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's like, fair enough, but ultimately he doesn't seem like a good person. I agree with um, that. But, and again, as much as you can know a person from the way that we know these people, right. But he sure. doesn't seem like he, uh, shares a lot of the same values that I share. Yeah, yeah, that's also very well put. Uh, but you know what does share some values that you and I share? Yeah. Fast mail does. Fast mail does. <laughs> I love the, I love these segues. <laughs> <laughs> They're really special. <laughs> this episode of Analog is brought to you by Fast Mail. Fast Mail is putting users first by prioritizing privacy and usability. Unlike some other email services that could sell your information or use it for advertising, Fast Mail keeps advertisers out of your inbox by putting you in control of your own data. You can focus on your own workflow, knowing that your privacy is protected with a business model that leaves advertisers out of it. Fastmail works great with built-in mail, calendar, and contacts apps on macOS and iOS, in addition to offering a great web client of their own. The open source elements that they have put you in control of your workload, all of the tools to do things your way, so you can set up processing systems that eliminate unwanted mail and prioritize what's important automatically. This, All this stuff is really important to me. You know, like there's been a lot of email services come and go. Uh, and more recently go in my own life that want to lock you into their own system. And I don't support that. I think that having a w- 
email service that has their own system that they can offer to you, but makes it available for you to use in whatever app and tool that you want to use, I think is genuinely really important. And this is something that Fastmail does. And I think that their business model is great too, that you know, you, you pay for the service and that's how they make their money. I mm-hmm. like those kind of business models. For over 20 years, Fastmail has been keeping customer data private. It's one of the longest operating and most trusted email services in the world. To be a part of the very best in email, go directly to the source and try Fastmail. Just go to fastmail.com slash analog and get started today. That's F-A-S-T-M-A-I-L dot com slash analog for a free month and 10% discount off your first year. A thanks to Fastmail for their support of this show and Relay FM. So, recommendations. We're rewatching The Sopranos. I should probably watch Watch The Sopranos at some uh, point, shouldn't I? Casey, have you not seen The Sopranos? No, I think I've seen the first episode and that's it. Oh, Casey Liss. It's I, I think, I think, this is always difficult, right? Recency bias on that kind of stuff. Sure. The, the Sopranos may be my favorite television show ever. That's, that's a lot. If it's not number one, it's in the top three easy well i thought west wing was your favorite television show ever well this is a recency thing right i've only seen west wing once like and so like the one well west wing is again it's up there and that's why i'm saying the recency bias thing is always important but i'm on you know this is my third rewatch of the sopranos so i watched it once me and adina watched it once and then we're rewatching. i just think that this television show is just incredibly special i don't think that there are many other shows like it in what it achieves. The cast is just incredible. The performances across the board are fantastic. They deal with so many complicated and difficult things in really interesting ways. The writing's so good. The acting's so good. You know, it's so heavily awarded. It is often referred to as the best television show ever made. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a show that is so perfect in the sense that it never outstays its welcome. There are six seasons. And once it's done, it's done. And that's fantastic. They are making a prequel movie for HBO Max that I'm really interested in. It's The movie is made by the same guy who made the show, David Chase. Mm-hmm. And they I don't know if you've seen this, but so it start, the, the show stars James Gandolfini, who right. tragically passed away two mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. His James Gandolfini's real son is playing oh, young yeah. Tony Soprano. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think the movie is called The Saints of Newark. I'm, I'm, I, Jen, the cast for that also incredible but like across the board the cast of this show The Sopranos is fantastic there are so many great characters in it it has some of the most truly hateful characters in television <laughs> which also just like really adds to it like some of the characters in this show you just can't help but like they just make your skin crawl and the, which is just again the writing the acting sure. in a way that I have not seen before in a show of like I can't help but like every time this person's on the screen I'm just like boo you know yep, this yep. show's just fantastic Casey like it's violent it is as HBO as a HBO show could be <laughs> right there's lots of sex and nudity and violence and swearing and you know so if that kind of is, is a type of stuff you can't stomach not you but like yeah, the yeah, general yep, yep. Uh, you're not gonna like this show um, but I'll say like if you enjoy uh, mob movies or all which I do you will love The Sopranos because it is also like a love letter to that type of content as well as being it itself there are a lot of nods and winks and references to this I mean, many of the people in The Sopranos have been in many of the movies you've seen 
Sure, sure. Right? Before and after. Um, so yeah, one of my favorite characters in this show uh, is played by Stephen Van Zandt. I feel like I know that name. Who is the guitarist in the E Street Band, Bruce Springsteen's? East. I found this out the other day. Oh, there you go. I didn't yeah, yeah. know this. I was like, I, 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 I don't know what made me look him up, but yeah, he's a, he's one, he's Bruce Springsteen's guitarist, yes, yes, and yes, also yes, yes, is yes, yes. one of the main characters of this TV show, which is so interesting to me. And Lorraine Bracco is just incredible in this show. Uh, she was, you know, most people would know her from a role in Goodfellas as well. So. Uh, and she just plays just like an interesting character. Um, Marley's is asking in the chat if I've seen Lillehammer, which I've not seen yet, but I think we might pick it up afterwards, which is kind of like uh, a continuation kind of of this character in a really interesting and weird way. Um, I love the show. Uh, if you've not seen this show, I cannot recommend this show enough. I would say The Sopranos is one of the, re- I think is in rarefied air of this is a TV show that you can say to somebody, watch it without needing to say, hey, the first few episodes. Right, right, right. Tr- no, The Sopranos is like, just watch The Sopranos. Like, and if you don't like it in the first two episodes, stop watching it because you're never going to like it. But mm-hmm. it doesn't need that like, oh, you got to stick with it. Part. Yeah, I know it's impossible to understand what's going on. You know, like we just rewatched The Wire, right? And that's the thing with The Wire. Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah I no one knows what the first three episodes of The Wire mean. You've got to just get through it and you'll eventually pick it up. None of that. Like, and I agree with what Tony said. It's true. Like TV we have now is because of the Sopranos. It was like mm-hmm. the beginning of this like prestige TV kind of thing. Um, right, and then right. went on to the, here's television with the movie actors, right? Like, right, right, right. Because like Terrence Winter is really involved in this show, um, in, in the Sopranos. Uh, he's like a writer of a bunch of episodes and, and that kind of thing. Terrence Winter is then created Boardwalk Empire. I know and of Boardwalk that. Boardwalk mm-hmm. Empire started this, I believe, like started this like, oh, wow, that's a movie actor, right? Like Steve Buscemi played mm-hmm, the main mm-hmm. character in Boardwalk Empire. And that was like, I think another like landmark show of like big budget movie on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I need to give The Sopranos a shot. I think part of my reluctance uh, about it is because I want to watch things with Aaron, generally speaking. And I know that, again, I don't really know much about The Sopranos, but I know that Aaron couldn't make it through Breaking Bad because it was just too violent, too angry, too rough. And my expectation is that The Sopranos is a lot of the same. Yeah, but I think Breaking Bad is more gruesome, honestly. That's fair. Uh, So there was a lot of violence in this show. And the gruesome, the most gruesome parts, honestly, you don't tend to see the violence occurring, which is unlike Mm -hmm. Breaking Bad. You see the result. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I mean, I I do need to give it a shot. I did try The Wire years and years and years ago, and we watched the entire first season. I really did not care for it. And I'm not saying that that would translate to The Sopranos. I don't think it does. I am the one guy that doesn't like The Wire and doesn't think it's the best television show ever made, uh, which is fine. I guess that's a lukewarm take or something, but I don't know. It it it, it just didn't click for me, and it, I, I never really felt entranced by it like seemingly every other human being on the planet has. Uh, but no, I should give The Sopranos a try at some point and see what happens. Uh, for me, I'd like to do a trio of quick ones. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, football is live. Uh, Ted Lasso yeah, is back. Yeah, I was supposed to be on this episode, but at one of these episodes, yep, but I had to jump me? out. <laughs> we're okay. going to be on the one with you about episode two of season two of Ted Lasso, the greatest show. Yep. 
It is right. very good. Uh, I haven't been, at, I don't want to spoil anything. I haven't been as in love with season two as I was with season one so far, but I'm, I'm reserving final judgment. I'm really enjoying it, but I think it's getting a warm up. Did you see uh, what the guy who plays Coach Beard said on Twitter the other day? I did, yes. That they were expecting the first three episodes would be dropped at the same time, and they wrote it that way. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense, because I thought the yep. first episode, in short, I thought the first episode was a dud. I thought the second episode was decent. I thought the third was pretty good. So I feel like we are ramping up, which is why I'm reserving judgment. I think it tells a bit of a story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that you kind of, that I think makes sense to have watched it all in, in three. Yeah. I think the thing that I... Have, taken away from season two of Ted Lasso is like, for me, I think it is living up to what it set out. Yeah. Right? Because, and, and that is such a hard thing to do to like live up to the success that you're given. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it has still all of these little elements that either, you know, I laugh out loud multiple times during every yep. episode. Yep, it yep, will yep. always get that from me. And I always come away with a moment from the episode. And this is like a thing that has remained consistent for me is there is always something in it which makes me ask the question or makes me exclaim, I can't believe this show is made. Yeah. <laughs> like that there is a thing in there that hits me that way, you yeah. know? Um, and it can be a small thing or it can be a big thing or somebody says something that's so truly meaningful and real in a way that I just wouldn't expect them. I'm still very, very much enjoying it. Can I oh, make another very yeah. quick recommendation actually while we're Certainly. on this? Mm-hmm. Schmigadoon. I wanted to give that a shot, actually. That's on Apple TV Plus as well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good. It's surprisingly good. It's weird and fun. Uh, and there is a scene in this last episode which is absolutely unbelievable. So it's a musical. And there's like a one shot that they do mm-hmm. uh, where an unexpected character does an unexpected style of music. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it. Yes, please don't. And it is truly astounding especially so i've been doing some reading about this it is a musical with a bunch of people that you may or may not know from tv and comedy and stuff pretty much all of the uh the songs are being recorded live in the like so they are singing them right it's not that uh they sing them in a recording booth and then overlay it they do that too and if there's parts that they want to change they kind of like mix and match it but most of the musical performances in the show are being recorded live. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. In the same way that you would record d- dialogue. You have a microphone on someone. But this is typically not how it's done in TV and movies because you want to get the perfect music performance and then you mime it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's not what they're doing. That's they are actually cool. performing the songs. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to give that a shot for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, moving along, uh, so football is life, uh, and actually the podcast football is life is worth listening to because I've made a couple of appearances on that. I believe you 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 have made a couple of appearances already, right? Uh-uh. You just, oh, you had nope. okay. Nope, I did the uh, Ted Lasso season one That's recap what it was. on the incomparable. That's what I was thinking of. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, so football is life, also a good podcast. Um, Love is blind is a truly, <laughs> truly awful but delicious television show. <laughs> if you just watched it for the first time, no, 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 no. There's three the, new episodes. The, the, the new episode. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen these yet, so no spoilers. Oh, it, no, no spoilers. This was one of the pandemic shows, right? Yep, it's true. Yeah. Uh, this, the circle, and of course, um, this tiger. What is tiger it? Tiger King. King. Yes, yes, yes. Tiger um, King seems like seven thousand years ago. It does. Right? It absolutely does. Uh, Love is blind. To be completely clear, it is 
straight garbage. It is straight, straight garbage, but it is delicious garbage. Like it mm-hmm. is so bad and so wonderful. It's as trashy as this kind of television can be, yep. but in like the hook is just good enough. You know, yep, like yep, these yep. people are going to get engaged having never seen each other. Like it's, you know, it's stupid. It's uh, so but dumb. It's, but it's so delightful. It's good. Well, I bring it back up because as mentioned moments ago, uh, there are three new, like, uh, what do they call it? After the altar. Uh, three new it's episodes. Three? Oh, yeah, come on. I'm on, I'm uh, on it. Oh, I, I could, as soon as I found these. this out, I could not resist. We watched it as soon as we possibly could. Uh, it, the three new episodes, like they're, fine obviously they're trying to like milk this cow that's mostly run mm-hmm. dry but it, it's they're worth watching and it, it brought back a lot of fun memory like this was the kind of fun part of the of the pandemic and quarantine when we all thought it was only going to last a couple of weeks maybe a month or two mm-hmm. and we were all just like goofing off and watching stupid Animal tv Crossing yeah exactly love <laughs> right? not love island it's uh love is blind that's it yep so uh so yeah love is blind uh specifically after the altar but the whole thing it's on netflix again set your expectations as low as you possibly can and then perhaps bring <laughs> them down some more but uh it, it is it is worth a watch and then finally um a band that I thought had disappeared, I actually briefly spoke about this on ATP, a band that I thought had disappeared, uh, Days of the New, which is like acoustic rock, which is, it's a very odd sound and a very weird band, but I really like them. Um, it's really basically just one guy, Travis Meeks, who has had like really, truly terrible drug problems on and off his entire life. Hmm. Well, they, they slash he hadn't recorded in years and all of a sudden out of nowhere, a new album dropped. And uh, I've listened to it through a couple times. And with the exception of one song, I think it's very, very good. And the album is called Illusion Is Now. So Days of the New, Illusion Is Now, if you like um, kind of acoustic-y, angry, but yet soft rock music. Uh, it's It's very good. While we're making recommendations, Casey. Yes. Can you tell our listeners about another show here on Relay FM that you can check out? Yes. Did you know there's a show called Make Do, uh, which is a very like neutral-ish, uh, you know, kind of like passive title, but it is far but passive. Uh, you know, Make Do, if you it, it, if you like analog, then there's a pretty good chance you'll like Make Do. Uh, you don't have to monetize your hobbies, uh, but if you want to, hey, you know, Make Do is there to be your cheerleaders. You can listen as you do your hobbies with Tiff Arment and Julia Scott, and you can do that at relay.fm slash make do, or you can search for make do wherever you get your podcasts, uh, perhaps on Overcast, uh, which is done by Tiff's husband. So uh, check out make do. Uh, it, it is worth your time. You should, you should have, I was going to say, take a look, but really you should have a listen. Take a listen. Before we go today, mm-hmm. um, it's August now. Our next episode will be in September. Ah, uh, Yes. We do something in September. <laughs> yes, we so, do. So, like, this is like your pre-warning, right? Mm-hmm. Warm your wallets up. It's yep. fundraising time. Indeed, it's uh, time it, to warm them up. It's coming very soon. And I just mentioned this because we're only going to have one mention of the fundraising campaign in September, right? Um, and everything that goes along with it because we do the show monthly now. Um, and it's just so happened lined up that the campaign has not begun yet. Uh, so, I just we just wanted to mention it to everyone to just have this in mind. Uh, to get ready um, to give money to St. Jude, which we're going to be doing again very, very soon. Yeah, I want to actually build on that. I don't want to make it a brief mention. Even, <laughs> I think we should uh, expand just a little bit. Uh, St. Jude is is an organization well, I no, was no, aware no, no, of. We're not doing it yet. It's not starting yet. We no, can't I'm do it yet. It I'm, I'm, I'm being up. serious. I'm being oh, serious. We don't do the thing up. yet. We all don't right, do right. it yet. It doesn't happen yet. You always, oh, I'm just merely mentioning right, that it is right, a thing right. that exists. We can't waste it. 
Don't all waste right. it. Because well, next do it time, every... <laughs> we can do it all. We'll do the whole thing. The We're whole like, episode is a it big pitch. Time. It's the whole thing. One hour repeated. <laughs> no, like, you know, so I don't, I don't want to, you don't blow it yet, right? You've right, got, right, got right. to wait. Just, I'm just letting people know that they're only going to hear about it from us probably once. So you got to right? make it count. So gotta it's make like, it count. you got to make it count. All so right, just bear right, it in right. mind. It's coming. All right. Yeah. As Tony <laughs> says, don't throw away your shot, Casey. Mm. Right. We had the one, one shot, one opportunity. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you believe he said that? No, I cannot. <laughs>